Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. and basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let's get right to it. Welcome into another episode of the Ryan and Goodman podcast. I'm Jeff Goodman. He is Bob Ryan, and uh, we are pleased to be joined by Another Bostonian, or guy who at least covers uh, the Boston Celtics, and that is none other than the Athletics, Jay King. And uh, Jay, appreciate you joining us. Appreciate you showering, dressing up. This is <laughs> this is the best I've seen you look in well since we've known each other. I've I've I lost some weight during the pandemic. I I uh I mean that's not too much weight, but I I occasionally shower. Sometimes I put on clothes. <laughs> I'm a sweats guy anyway, so this hasn't changed my habits too much. It definitely has not. It definitely has not. All right, we figured now was the time. Now's the time to get you on. We've been waiting. Uh, and I think uh, the panic button can be pushed right now for the Boston Celtics. I'm getting it from a bunch of my buddies. You know, Brad Stevens should be gone. Like, it's crazy now. I mean, it is crazy. Bob and I have defended Brad Stevens, and we can get to Brad Stevens. Uh, in the future here we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit but I guess the big thing with the Celtics being 500 coming off a loss to Atlanta coming off a terrible week last week uh, losing to to two kind of garbage teams I mean let's face it Detroit and Washington stink and you make it three Atlanta yeah yeah I mean this is it's been bad I mean luckily they're in the east otherwise they'd be in 10th place right now Um, what is wrong put your finger on the biggest issue right now uh, affecting the Boston Celtics and why they have been mediocre. The biggest issue is a lack of talent around Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And those guys have been spectacular most of the season. Obviously they've been in and out of the lineup too. This is an injured lineup. The top four guys that they've basically built everything around now have played together for 28 minutes all season. And, yeah, you look around the league and COVID has been something that teams have had to deal with. Injuries have been something that teams have had to deal with. This Celtics team is not built to survive and thrive when some of their best players are injured. They just don't have that type of depth. You look at the two signings they made after Gordon Gordon Hayward left. Tristan Thompson has looked like a piece that they don't really need because Robert Williams has emerged and Daniel Tice has been solid. And – 
Jeff Teague has given them nothing. And and he so old. he just looks old, two, Jay. He looks old. Yeah. So the two guys that they've they signed in in wake of Hayward haven't helped at all. They they've been very fortunate that Peyton Pritchard has been good. He's one of their only bench guys who's given them anything. And so I just think when you look at that roster, there's not much shooting, there's not much playmaking around Tatum and Brown, and they just have to do a lot of everything. And then I think silently the one of their killers has been they don't have the defensive versatility that, that they've kind of had so much of in spades the last few years. They lost a lot of that. Their bench is now point guards and centers. And, and it's tough to win in the modern NBA when when you can't do as much switching as you want to and you don't have the pieces um, that are long and athletic that most teams need to have. Yeah, the um, uh, the injury thing, obviously, you can't look for sympathy because, you know, quote, everybody has a, and, and I understand that. But but I, I've just decided that uh, the lay, lay back and say, they're not whole. You made that point 28 minutes with the group, you know. Yeah. That, that group, because we don't know how good we, uh, we still, it's very uncertain as to what Kemba, Kemba will ever be again. Yeah, right. I, I I didn't even mention that. That's no, very uncertain. So that scares you. Uh, all the assumptions about uh, were based on 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 the the uh, most optimistic pro- uh, uh, projection of availability of of their supposedly good players. And and Kemba hasn't given them very much at all. And now we're going on three weeks with an uncertain return date return for Marcus Smart. And if by the way, if anybody doubted his importance to this team, I hope that they've revised their opinion uh, uh, Bob, Bob is the president of the Marcus Smart fan club yeah, I didn't I'm, know I'm, that yet. I'm, I'm the chief defender of the defender Mr. winning plays yeah uh, I understand the ire of people I'm watching the Twitter I see it I'm, I'm, I'm here I understand the ire I'm, I'm not one of those people because I'm trying to be realistic about what their uh, components are it's a word I like to use and you've identified it very well they don't have the components that we thought they were going to have or they or, or that they need to to be much better much much better than they are uh at all. every once in a while you're going to have a, a night like Ojale pops out of the sky drops in the, the big game <laughs> and you win a game against a team missing a lot of players by the way right Denver was depleted yep. so you know you you have to put a little asterisk on that one uh, I'm not ups- I'm, I'm disappointed. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a fan still. I'm, that's all I am now. I'm a fan, uh, but I'm not angry because I, 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 I'm giving them some outs here. Uh, yeah, uh, the, the, I didn't anticipate I, uh, that Teague would be so useless. I thought he was. I thought that was a good pickup, you know. And you're right, there but for Pritchard. Oh my God, you know, because uh, and, and there's a little bit of a glimmer. Before the year is over, I'm going to just shout out and go that Nesmith will be of a consistently useful, you know, he'll be consistently useful. He's starting, we, we, how about the fact that his, his first initial value was turned up to be on the defensive end rather than the offensive end? Who saw know, that? That's, that's a stunner. Who saw that's that coming? <laughs> but um, all right, anyway, um, no, I think you identified it very well. You mentioned one other guy I, I'm intrigued with, and that is Robert Williams. I'm wondering what the ceiling is. Because, boy, there was some wonderful athleticism there. Uh, Adam Himmelsbach had a funny tweet uh, during the course of the game last night. You know, if they could just throw the ball that lobs to him all night, you know, wouldn't the world would be great, you know. Um, but he has – look, you can see what they saw in him, right? 
Jay? Absolutely. Yeah, and he's a guy that he's a guy that his ceiling, like you said, is so high. And I think if if he can reach that more regularly, it's a big deal. I, I think the reason why they haven't committed to giving him more minutes and probably the reason why they felt compelled to go after Tristan Thompson is he just makes those mistakes. And you see it defensively. He'll be in the wrong place. Sometimes he'll catch a rebound and just throw an outlet pass to the wrong team. And and I imagine as a coaching staff, that's very frustrating. But they know they need to coax him along. I'm honestly interested to see whether at the trade deadline they think about moving Tristan Thompson and, and think Should. about using yeah. his, I mean, his contract in a trade. Because to me, they're, they obviously need wings. They need shooting. Right. They need help there. And and you don't need a third center. Like no. it, you said it. As, you as, said as, it as Robert, He yeah. duplicates what they have. There's no reason. You know, Tristan Thompson doesn't give them anything they don't already have with Tice. You can't play Tice and Tristan together. It doesn't work in today's NBA. Yeah, I think – and I think – when you look back at the off season, I think it was fair for the Celtics to think they needed another center. Sure. And because Robert Williams, he was hurt mo- most of last season. Yeah. The hip issue has, has been one that, that stayed with him. He's even missed a couple games with it this season. And so you wonder about his availability. You wonder if he's ready to play playoff minutes, which is what I'm sure they were concerned about and why they went after Thompson. And then the other thing, by the time Hayward left, there weren't many wings to go after. And so I think the trade exception is going to be huge for them. And then Kemba is going to be huge for them. Can, can he get back to at least what he was during the regular season last year? If he can do that, their offense is going to be very tough to stop. If they, if they get that Kemba and get one shooter score, whatever on the trade market. Um, But until, and unless that happens, this is going to be a team that struggles to score sometimes. And and that just doesn't have, I think, the athleticism and versatility that, that they need. The Ryan and Goodman podcast brought to you by betonline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college hoops, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't sit in the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, I, I just don't. Be- I think they miss Hayward, and, and I wouldn't have paid him thirty million a year for four years. No way in hell. But they miss him, his ability to move the basketball. That's the problem. Like, like Tatum, and I love you know I love Tatum, and I actually think he's a really good passer. But like Tatum and Jalen aren't ball movers in the sense of the word. They're looking to score every yeah. time they get the basketball. They're not making life easier consistently for other guys Gordon Hayward he just moved the ball he made life easier for Tatum and Jalen and even like a Kemba now when he was on the court and and they don't have anybody like that Kemba's still a scoring point guard Tatum is a scorer first Jalen Brown is a scorer first so I feel like that's kind of what they're missing on this team as much as anything yeah they need shooters they definitely need shooters 
but they need guys that move the basketball and get easy shots, uncontested. Too many guys, they're always taking contested shots every time I watch them. Yeah, and, and that was something, you know, they've come a long way. Tatum and Brown have developed a lot in that regard, but they need somebody to set them up and they need somebody to make things easier for them. I think you saw it to some extent with even the Clippers last year with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, where they didn't have a point guard to organize them. They didn't have a point guard to set things up. And I think that really hurt the Clippers last year. You see a similar thing with the Celtics this season is that those two guys, yeah, they're fantastic for themselves. And yes, they can occasionally rack up seven, eight assists. They're not great playmakers yet. And, and that's why I think Hayward leaving was a huge, huge deal. And Marcus Smart being out, everyone notices the defense. He's the, the top assist guy on the team. He's and the best passer and the on can, the team. Yeah. The way he can it run is. a pick and roll and find open guys and kind of command that offense is something that they really miss without him, especially the way Kemba has played where Kemba hasn't been efficient. Kemba hasn't really been able to score inside the three-point arc, which is new for him and obviously a concerning sign about how his knee is looking. What did you make of Jason's – discussion of his COVID post uh, post COVID physical state the other day. Yeah. I'm not surprised by it because obviously this is something that, that people deal with and it's something that has longer effects than just the two weeks you have to miss. Um, But when he says it, it kind of strikes you how grave this is. And, and it's just how hard this season has been and will be for a lot of guys. A lot of people. The the kind of unspoken thing about all the injury issues for the Celtics, all their best players are still dealing with stuff. Like even when they're on the court, they're dealing with stuff. Jalen Brown has the knee tendonitis that's popped up. Tatum has had trouble, you know, with shortness of breath after coming back from COVID. Smart's still out of the lineup. Kemba isn't even close to himself. So I, I think yeah. on top of the depth issues, it's the top end guys that they have have all been going through it a little bit. And I'm sure the, the short off season didn't help at all in that regard. It certainly didn't help Kemba. Um, and, and I think that's made it harder and that's made it harder for a lot of teams. You look at some teams, they're really struggling. And obviously like the Lakers are one of the best teams in the league. They haven't really dealt with it, but the heat they're out of the playoff race right now. Gosh. And, and they, they lost Jimmy Butler for a little while. So I think teams have been affected differently the Bucks just lost four straight games so especially the teams that that went deeper in the playoffs I think some of those are are kind of struggling with some of the the difficulties that this season in particular will provide that really no other season in NBA history has, has produced I, I think the other thing that that is missing on this team and I love Kemba. Like, Kemba's the best. I mean, nobody smiles more than Kemba. Nobody's more of a class guy than Kemba, all that. But he's not a vocal leader. And Tatum isn't ready to lead yet. And Jalen Brown isn't ready. He may think he's ready, but he's not ready to lead yet either. So they don't have a veteran leader that's vocal, especially with Marcus Smart not on the floor. You don't think Tristan Thompson's that guy? Yeah, I think he can be. He's just not good enough. Yeah. Like, he's just not good enough. I love Tristan. I mean, he's a great locker room guy. But I don't, I don't think he's good enough. He's not on the floor enough. You, you got to have, to me, like the great teams are the ones where your leader is also one of your top two or three players. And to me, 
those three guys aren't ready. And Kemba's never going to be that. He's not going to be a vocal leader. That's not, he is super quiet. Everybody loves him. Um, he's all about doing the right things for, for Tatum and, and Jalen. But ultimately, yeah, I think they're missing that veteran leader as much as they're missing a shooter. Yeah, and I, I struggle with that um, just because I, I do think Jalen Brown is a good influence on guys. I do think Marcus Smart is a good influence on guys. I do think Tatum, you know, he, he's he's as hard a worker as a guest. He's obviously a quieter force. He's not going to really light up anyone or anything like that. But, yeah, I, I think that's, that's kind of a – a struggle they've been dealing with for a little while. Um, and your coaches and aren't – Jay, your, your coaching staff isn't a staff that's going to get up into guys. Like, yeah. And we can get into Brad now. But, like, is Brad too nice? And is his staff too nice? Like, Jay Laranega, I don't think is that either. Jerome Allen, probably not that. Like, I think you got to have an MFR on your staff. You have it with Marcus Smart. You have it a little bit with Tristan Thompson. But I think you probably need one of those guys on your staff, and, and I don't think they have one. Are you advocating to go out and hire Kevin Garnett as an assistant coach? <laughs> Absolutely. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Just You don't have to pay him a dime. Just put him on the bench and have him jump dudes. Just scare the life out of everybody on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, think, I think there's probably some of that. But I think the bigger issue with this team is, honestly, they just – don't have especially with Kemba playing the way he has since he got back and and you look at it he's such a high usage guy and and he he's such a he's usually a great scorer and an offensive force and and when all of a sudden his efficiency falls he's still using a lot of possessions he's just taking them away from Tatum from Brown and not being his normal self and so that, I think that's really hurt and trying to work him back in has has really taken them down now they're I think six and 11 since he came back for the first time and they were eight and three before that so I don't think that's all on him um Tatum has missed time Brown's missed time there's been Smart's missed a lot of time now but I think part of that is is that he's just not himself and and they kind of need him to be and and so maybe there is a leadership void, but I think honestly the bigger issue for this team is is that they don't have enough talent with Kemba the way he is. When when Tatum and Brown aren't fantastic on both ends, this team is going to struggle to win games right now. On top of that, it seems to me that one thing that seems to have some people upset is the, any inference, and there have been inferences of late about lack of effort at times. And, and that this team, given everything you've said, if we're going to take uh, face value, that the talent com- uh, issue, uh, you, you, you can't compound that by not putting out a maximum effort, you know. Yeah. The thing. People, uh, that, and that now, that leads back to p- people, therefore, what, what do they do? What's the average fan think? Point the finger at the coach. Right. Let's get to that. Point that they're, you know, they're going to say, well, the coach, you know, the, the, we've heard that evil phrase, tune him out, has now been in, 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 in the dialogue. Uh, yep. Do you have any in, any feel in your mind that that has happened? I don't think so. Um, and I say that because when you listen to the players, there hasn't been any signs of that. Um, 
normally you can get you can get a feel talking to the players and I, it's it's tough it's tough to cover a team when you're not there every day right well, and I, I, it's 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 a lot harder to get a feel for where things are when when Kyrie during that season when everything went wrong you walked into the gym you walked into the locker room and you knew something was just off and and you could feel it you could feel it the way guys interacted you could feel it when you were at practice you could just feel it that that something was very wrong there. That that team was not enjoying itself, was not together. It's harder for me to get a feel um, because I'm not there. But but I, I would say that most of the guys, for the, they're echo, they're still echoing the things Steven said. Um, what the ball movement? He, he's preached ball movement. It hasn't happened. But I think that's more a, a factor of the players on the court. Like you, like you said. Their three best players, Kemba Walker, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown, in whatever order, are scorers, and and they're not great passers, and they don't have even like a Marcus Saul type big man where you can cut and he's going to find cutters. They don't have that. They don't have really an elite pick and pop big man like a lot of teams have to space space the court, and so they're missing some of the pieces of of a, a very good offense, I think. And when you look at Stevens, I think the the one thing that kind of pops out about his teams that they have consistently been missing, and I, I'm not sure it's all his fault. I'm pretty sure it's not his fault, all his fault. But they rarely get points in the paint. They rarely draw free throws. And and that's been a pattern dating back to his first season. I think some of that is, is on the personnel. You look, Kyrie Irving was never a guy that, sought out contact Al Horford wasn't so some of their best players haven't been that but I think it's gotten to the point where it's concerning and possibly a factor of his offensive system that they don't put enough pressure on the rim and and that they don't put guys in position to to draw free throws and get to the free throw line and get some of those easiest points and that I think has been that would be where I would start with a criticism of Brad Stevens if I were looking well, at this Celtics team, you know, I, I think part of the problem again is, is you've got a system that's so reliant on shooting the three and you don't have great three point shooters. You don't have enough of them. Like you've got streaky, some guys who can make threes like Jalen at times can make that corner three consistently, but he's not a great shooter. You know, like Kemba's not a great shooter. We know that he's, he's been streaky his whole life. He, you know, last three games, he's been pretty good from three. Before that, no, he, he was obviously he's coming back from the injury. So I, I think part of the problem for me is Brad Stevens, honestly, unwillingness a little bit to adapt and say, my personnel doesn't fit necessarily the style that I want to play and have played. So I've got to change a little bit and we're not going to jack as many threes. But but here's the thing. If if you don't jack threes, where what do you – do because they don't have a a great like post up for they don't have a Joel Embiid to right. to be a a half court offense where they're going to throw it into it like you don't want to do that with Tristan Thompson you don't want to do that with Daniel Tice you don't want to do it with Robert Williams um you got to try so to it, get up and down now that you've Kemba you got to try to yeah, get up and down. yeah and and the pace that's another thing that you look at the stats and their pace is very slow and and the their three best players again Kemba Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, they're all guys that should be out in transition, should be out making plays. Yep. And and I think it'll make things easier when, when they do. But 
so but then again like they're playing too big a lot of the time because they don't have any backup wings and we've seen this Brad is he started last night Javante Green and Shemi Ojala and amazing and he's he started Carson Edwards he has started a bunch of guys he started Jeff Teague he start he starts guys it goes back to what you started with Jay it goes back yeah. ultimately your first comments were there's not enough talent around the top three guys and and number three right now isn't really what he normally is so I agree I think you have to wait judge him when Kevin gets healthy probably after the all-star break is when it's 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 fair to judge uh this team but you know is some of this on Danny Ainge obviously because he's put this team together Bob and right now they don't look like they fit and they certainly don't look like they fit with the way that Brad Stevens wants to play and he did uh, uh, own up, basically, you know, I mean, for, if you take it at base value, you know, I'm just saying, he, he uh, opened up and, and he was asked the questions by, by uh, and, and he, and the Herald headline was, blame me. And, and uh, you know, so he's saying it, okay, but it's all, it all adds up to every individual fan's patience, quote, patience, uh, uh, quotient, you know, uh, a, a realistic measure, whatever, you know, and, and it's too much is always hanging out there with the Boston Celtics about championship driven and all that. And I, 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 I shudder when I hear that nonsense uh, because there's so many variables that go into winning, as we all know, you know, I love pointing out certain teams, but in this like 50 years, I've never won, you know, for example, the Atlanta Hawks, uh, uh, last St. Louis won in 58 and the Hawks haven't won since, you know, um, that's a long time folks. And they've had some pretty good teams along the way at times, not this one, but they've had some, you know, and I, we can find other examples of teams that have, that have never won. Uh, and the, uh, you know, it's 50, we're in the 51st year of the incarnation of the Buffalo Braves, uh, San Diego uh, Clippers, Los Angeles Clippers, you know, they're looking for number one. And this is their 52nd year of existence. It isn't easy to win, folks. It's not. It's and, not. And, you gotta, and the Celtics have been historically very lucky about certain t- uh, opportune things that happen. The opportunity to get Bill Russell, the opportunity to get Dave Cowens. When they fit one win difference between them and the Cincinnati Royals, and they might not have gotten Dave Cowens, okay? Uh, and, of course, Bird, you know, turning out to be even better than anyone ever dreamed, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Anyway, so I'm saying is I'm patient. I'm, I'm not greedy. I'm just talking about the Red Sox. I don't want to hear all this nonsense about the Red Sox. The, the, uh, you know, four championships since 2004. I'm a happy camper, okay? I don't expect to win every year. But people's expectations sometimes get to me, uh, you know, too, you know, yeah, just too grandiose. Yep. I'm not ready to, I'm disappointed. I, I don't, you know, I, I, I hate it. I watched that game last night. It wasn't enjoyable. You know what I mean? It's a basketball fan. It wasn't, well, what was enjoyable was watching Trey Young. Uh, that was enjoyable. Well, he is fun to watch. I mean, boy, I, I, I mean, I've been on his case since I saw him in Oklahoma the first time. I remember he had one 37 point game one day. It was phenomenal, something. And I've been, so I've been a fan of his, but uh, that, that, that's enjoyable. You know, nice to have a player like that, you know, well, we, we've had our share over the years. That's all I'm saying. And <laughs> one more thing, Jay, talk about the um, not go, you're not getting to the free throw line, um, which has definitely been the truth the whole time. You know, he, we hear about this every year, but when Tatum was a rookie, wasn't the most overtly wonderful thing about him was the way he got to the basket with that incredible first step. I thought, 
and, and, and I just still think that ought to be the number one thing in his game. Yeah, and I think I think it's it's been harder for him since then because I mean, if you look at that team, everyone was loading up on Kyrie Irving, everyone was loading up on Al Horford, and he was the third option. Yeah, and were. it's gotten progressively tougher on him, and and now instead of you know attacking closeouts and and being single covered all the time. He, he's got a full defense looking at him. And I, I think that's another piece where the, the lack of shooting hurts. It, the Celtics, I think they're, they're near the, the – they're in the bottom ten of the league in three-point attempts, even though Tatum and Brown have shot fantastically from behind the arc. And, and it, it just shows, shows you there's not enough spacing on the court. And, and so I, I think if, if they could get another shooter, another two shooters, that would really help those guys. And well, I think what I drafted Nesmith, and and, yeah. uh, and it still might happen. I mean, you know, it's with, with him, of course. I mean, my God, we're talking two months in his career, two months in his career. Not saying, but it's what that's right. They they did something that they seldom do, and and, and which is drafted for a need. Right. That was a need. Turns out that the that the benefit they're getting from the draft is the other guy, which you know, which uh, has, has been a, a very pleasant bonus, as you said. And I, I just think he's going to continue to get better and better. I just don't see why he won't, as he as he as a feel for the league as time goes on. And Pritchard won't be a. I think he's going to be a solid player for a long time. I, I really. Yeah, think. I like Pritchard a lot. I mean, like I said earlier, and like you said, they their bench would be really lost without him. He, he's oh. been that important, and I I think that's kind of shows you how how little they've gotten from some of their other pieces especially Teague but yeah Neesmith I, I think his energy has been fantastic he, he's out there and he gives the energy that that sometimes it seems like the the team is missing right now he's diving on the floor he's hustling everywhere yeah. doesn't really know what's going on yet the game still needs to slow down for him he still needs to find that shot and I think he will find that shot he you talk to guys from when he was in high school, from when he was in college, and they just talk about how ridiculous a shooter he is. So I think that'll come along. I, I think the the defense that he's shown, the energy he's shown, is, is actually pretty promising. I mean, he was- here, here's a quote. Can I read you a quote from a player that played the Celtics recently? I'm going to read you a couple quotes. I'm not going to say who it was, obviously. But I was asking him last night a little bit of his thoughts of the Celtics. And he said – uh, Tatum and Brown can't be your superstars and only do things that help their game. They don't get anyone else easy shots. All they know how to do is score. Doesn't help the Kemba. Uh, Kemba doesn't help their center. They don't help anyone either. They don't turn down tough shots to get another guy an easy shot. So teams are on to them. That's basically what we said. Teams are on to them, load up on those two and live with them taking long twos. And that's what you're seeing. Like, again, like you said, Jay, what are they doing? Tatum gets by one guy. He's got two more waiting for him. Same thing. That was with a Dylan. good scouting report. Whoever you were talking to, that, that was a smart <laughs> scouting report. Well, it's it's not that hard to figure, right? It's not that hard yeah. to figure, but to hear it from a player that that played against them, that knows them, that obviously they had a scouting report going into that game. It, it, it's pretty easy. All right, let, let's get to. I, I want to lighten it up a little bit. We, we've been you know negative here on the Celtics for the last, first thirty minutes of this. We'll end with a few minutes on on Jay King's. How many years you now you've been you've been covering the Celtics? Uh, eight or nine full time, and then a couple of years before that part time for a few different publications. So, give me your favorite, greatest, funniest, 
coolest story since covering the Celtics. <laughs> Man, but this one's about Bob, honestly. So my my first my first game covering the Celtics, I had never covered a high school game before. I had never covered a college game before. I had never covered a soccer game, a football game, anything. I had started a blog in college um, about the Celtics because I had to start a blog for a class. And I said, what the hell? I, I, I love the Celtics. I'll, I'll just write about them. <laughs> and one thing led to another. Some paper from Connecticut asked me to cover a game. And I think I was a junior or senior in college. And I, I got to the game. I, I thought I was going to be so starstruck to meet the players. And I remember Kevin McHale was, was doing the game. And I walked by Kevin McHale. And I was like, wow, holy shit, this is real. Um, like I said, I had no journalistic background. I had no idea really what the hell I was doing. And so I walked by Kevin McHale. I, I say, wow, this is crazy. Um, but I'm not really starstruck. I kind of expected stuff like that. Walk in the locker room, talk to Kevin Garnett, talk to Paul Pierce, talk to whoever. Still not starstruck, kind of doing my job. I know what I'm there to do. I, I, I meet Bob, and I see Bob in the media room. And I start sweating, man. And, and Bob, this this might embarrass you to hear this, uh, but I, I started sweating, man. And and I remember I walked over and introduced myself. And I, at some point, I guess when I fell in love with sports writing, it transitioned for me from being starstruck of the players to being starstruck of the writers that I appreciated so much when I was growing up, and and kind of shaped the way I viewed sports writing. So. I walked over and I was shaking when I introduced myself to you. And it, it was really just an incredible moment for me. And, and that's probably one of the cooler moments that, that I've had covering the team. And, and man, it's an honor to be on the podcast with you and to share this story with you. Well, that's very nice of you to say that. I, I don't even have a response to that, except thank you very much. You know, I, but what I did relate to as you were speaking, uh, talking about the awe of, you know, the McHale and so forth. And I've told this story many times. My very first game uh, covering was the opening night of the 69-70 season against the uh, Cincinnati Royals. And after the game, I'm in the locker room doing the rounds, making my rounds, and I'm in with the Royals. And while in the midst of one particular interview, I had this, it hit me. And I went, oh my God, I'm talking to Oscar Robertson. <laughs> Serious. I was I was so far in over my head in, in that, you know, and 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 I, I it was so yeah. I mean, there's, there's, I, I'll never forget that. Oh my God, I'm 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 talking to Oscar Robertson. What a, I have no right to talk to Oscar Robertson. You know what I'm saying? I, so I remember that was my first. Yeah. So I, I got a question for you. I, one thing: a, a lot of sports writers get jaded and and kind of, I think, lose the joy for the game. How did you keep the joy for the game? Um, being around it all the time and, and as it became a job and, and what you did every day, how, how did you kind of keep that joy for the game and the enthusiasm for it? I, I can only answer that for some reason in my DNA, I've never lost my fascination or uh, curiosity about uh, games, winning and losing, competition, no matter what the competition involves. And, and um, I, 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 you know, that's why when people, I, I go in the soapbox about, some, so often you hear guys say, well, I don't care who wins and loses. And anyway, I just want to write about people. And I say, okay, fine. Uh, I understand that. But it's, that's, the, that's the layup drill. If, if, you're not, if you can't write about people, you, you, you're not a proper writer to start with. But 
if it weren't for the gains, why would we care about these people? Yeah. So to me, the root, it's got to be rooted in your interest in like the game. And, 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 you know, and I'm interested in all kinds of basketball, you know, um, I, I fell in love with international basketball. Um, the last couple of years up to this year, I, I had, I got, I got hooked on my, on, on Hingham high school girls basketball. Cause they had a five, they had a four foot 10 point guard who knew how, knew how to play Grace Bennis. And, and that kind of sparked, something in me about uh, I really loved watching her play. Um, so I'm, I'm still fascinated I, uh, about that. And as, as Jeff knows, I have been to 201 venues to see college uh, basketball games. <laughs> I don't believe it's 201, but we won't get into it. I mean, he counts <laughs> things that we don't, I don't personally sign off on him counting these venues. If anything, Jay, it's an undercount. Don't worry. <laughs> I think it's inflated. But anyway, think- your question. I'm lucky that it uh, it's just natural, just who I am. Uh, it, my motivation was still the games, you know, and, and ultimately, and they, had, they happen to be played by people. Yeah. But see, most people, as they go along, they, they flip flop it. And, and, and uh, I haven't, I never hit me. And I'll, I'll be, you know, I'm, I'm just, that's just the answer. Just DNA. Speaking of games. <laughs> that's a great man. gift, man. That's a great gift. Cause, and it comes across in your writing. It always did. And I think that's one of the things that really separated you. So that it really is just just a gift to be able to do that and to be able to share that with everyone. Well, I'm grateful for it. Believe me, because it you know I don't have any skills, marketable skills uh, that have to do with anything to do with mechanics or, 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 or working with your hands, as they you say. Shovel snow well. You're, you're good at shoveling snow, Bob. I can shovel. Yeah. <laughs> You've done a lot of that lately. Hey Jay, um, what's it been like? I, I haven't been to a game. Since Mohegan Sun, I went the first four days in college, and believe it or not, like there were three of us they allowed, and we were like, I don't know, I, 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 listen, three, four feet away with masks on, yeah. coaches, with players. It was awesome. And since then, I haven't been to a game. I actually got cleared to go this week, Bob. I haven't told you this with my daughter. We're cleared if I want to go to the Bryant Merrimack game. Yeah, we can go sit in the stands, whatever. Um, I. I I'm waiting for my wife to sign off, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but but what is it like for you covering have you have you been to every home game so far? What what so, have you done? So I have I, I haven't gone to any home game and, and I, I just made a personal decision. They're not letting media anywhere near the locker room, anywhere near players. It's all on Zoom calls anyway. So I just made a, a personal decision to to stay away and, and work from home just because I want to see my parents. I, I want to be able to go see my girlfriend's parents. And, and I wouldn't have felt comfortable, you know, being around as many people as I would have at the games and then go seeing my parents. Um, so so I, I've just kind of been, been working from home. And if there was any benefit at all to going to the arena, I would go. Yeah, but, but there really isn't right now. So, so I've, I've kind of stayed away. It's, it's so Jay, it's so unimaginable to me. It, I mean, it really I, is. It's, it's almost unimaginable to the people who are still working, but, but it's unimaginable to me when I think about the, the access that I had, you know, literally 50 years ago. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm jealous of that stuff, man. I mean, you know, sitting in the locker room an hour and a half before the game at practice, I mean, at practice and, 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 you know, all the stuff that you did and, and, and that's un- unavailable to you guys now. And it's so sad, you know, and, and the ultimate 
losers, the reader, you know, or the viewer, the reader, the people that we're servicing in the media, uh, you know, we can't bring the, 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 the good stuff, the really great stuff. You know, it's, it's a shame. I, I, yeah, it's I pray been so it's much harder. And we, we talk all the time, the writers and I, about just <laughs> how we're doing the worst work of our, we're working harder than ever and still doing the worst work of our careers because you just, you, I, I even miss, they let us watch 15 minutes of practice when during normal time. It's normally just you go in and you watch guys stretch or you watch guys shoot around. And I used to wonder, why do they let us watch the most useless 15 minutes? And the amount you can pick up in that 15 minutes, whether it's one player working with a coach on this skill or, or you know, the, the way guys interact, uh, who they're friends with, uh, you know, some – you can pick up so much stuff just by watching and now we can't watch any of that anymore. And, and so it, it really has been, been very difficult. You never retrieved basketballs for Larry Bird after the practice was over or, or, or retrieved for Kevin while Kevin was showing you a move. He said that he can't make in the game because it's not a travel, but the referees will think it's a travel. I mean, you weren't doing that. <laughs> can't say I ever did that, but Kyrie Irving did kick me out of the locker room one time. He did. <laughs> <laughs> not, I mean, not really. He tried to kick us all out of the locker room yeah. one day, um, hey, do you, like 10, 10 minutes before media was supposed to be over. Do you remember You remember that year uh, I came into the locker room? I don't remember. I came to a game early in the season, and I think I warned you before the season even started about Kyrie. And I, I remember this conversation kind of vividly. And I was like, you're, I'm like, how, was, how has he been so far? And you're like, he's been great. And I think I asked you and maybe a couple other guys, and you guys are all like, he's been great. And I'm like, just give it time. Just, just give wait. it time. Wait till I come <laughs> back again in a month or so, and I'll ask you then, and we'll see how it goes. And, like, maybe, maybe two weeks later, you, you guys were still like, no, no, he's been good. And then it was again, and you, you guys are like, yeah, yeah, I kind of see what you're saying now. Yeah, there was, a, there was a few months grace period. And then, yeah. <laughs> There's a honeymoon with, with Kyrie. It's definitely a honeymoon period, but eventually Kyrie, Kyrie goes Kyrie. And, and, and you know what? Um, yeah. And you hope, you hope he, about him a lot, but hope he matures, right. And, and you, you, you've seen it before. Like I think Rajon Rondo was very difficult when he was younger in his career. Yes. And, and you look at him, I, I think his leadership was very important to the Lakers. Right. And I, totally. you look at He's his grown leadership up. in Chicago, the young guys, they, they basically worshipped him, it seemed like, in Chicago. And so some guys do grow up and do mature, yep. and, and, and you hope that Kyrie can do that and find happiness, really, because yeah. I think finding happiness in basketball has been very tough for him. Well, Jay, you know what I always say about him? I think he's searching for something in life he doesn't know what it is. And, you know, he, he's so he's not an evil person. He's just a very complicated one, I think. Yeah, for sure. And, and it comes out in different ways sometimes. Well, listen, we, we appreciate you joining us. We appreciate you you getting all dressed up. And I like your background there, bud. <laughs> yeah. Background's nice. Yeah, I'm, at my, I'm actually at my parents' house. So I've, they still got the, the Christmassy stuff up. You know, you got to – tis the season. I like it. I like it. It's big time. Maybe you should have them decorate your house. <laughs> I, I, I don't think so, man. I, I, don't, I don't think they want that. Well, they'd they have to come in and clean it up. House. They'd have to clean up all your dirty laundry on the floor. I mean, you're listen, I'm sure your mom did this plenty when you were younger. She doesn't need to be doing it again. 
all the leftover pizza right. still stuck in the body. Yeah, they, they don't want to do that. <laughs> they do not. Listen, we appreciate it, man. Good seeing you. I uh, hope we will see you in person. Uh, I don't know. Will, will you go in for the playoffs or are you you're opting out for the whole year? At some point, I'll probably go back um, if the vaccine gets better. Um, and I assume stuff like that will, will happen as, as we get further into this season. So, yeah, I'll, I'll probably go back at some point. Just, yeah. just for now, I want to be able to be safe seeing my parents and seeing everybody else. Smart move, smart move. All right, there you have it. Jay King from The Athletic. Uh, thanks for joining us, Jay. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun, guys. Awesome. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk soon. Hopefully I'll see you some point this year, maybe at the end, playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure I will if they even make the damn playoffs. No, <laughs> no, they're in the East. They're in the East. If they don't make the playoffs, Brad will be fired. Oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah. Would be it. That would be it. So, all right. Yep. Thanks, man. We'll talk soon. All right. Th- thanks a lot, guys. Take care. Later.